Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, John ruled the Warriors last night. So are the Grizzlies now the team to beat in the West? And DeMar DeRozan has delivered all season, but is he the most important player in tonight's Bulls-Nets showdown? Plus... LeBron, he channeled his inner Tom Brady. So how Brady's bucks are inspiring this year's Lakers? NBA Today, it starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews, joined by NBA champions Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson. So it's so good to have you, Kendrick, mm-hmm. in studio with me. And Richard, too. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm sure I'm going to regret saying that I'm yes, excited to see you guys in about 10 minutes. But what, what better way to get this show started than to talk a little bit of the NBA's hottest team, the Memphis Grizzlies and Ja Morant. So Ja was visiting. There you see Clay Thompson and the Golden State Warriors. They were hosting, excuse me, Golden State last night. So early in the first quarter, Grizzlies out in transition. Ja doing what Ja does. It's so tough. When the guy can lead the break and finish or he can just be as lethal running the break, that's next level. And then the back door. How do you guard this young guy? Uh, Wiggins got to figure that out. But he hits you from so many different spaces. It's so difficult. Clearly, they had no real answer. No, they didn't. Because, look, Ja, this is what I'm talking about. He can get out on the break. He can finish for other people. Throwing those lobs. And, look, those lobs, those things dunk themselves. Well, and at halftime, the Grizzlies led by eight. But in the third quarter, Warriors down just one. Steph Curry, step back. It's good. And you know what I love about this Warrior team? And even Steph, they know there's people coming for their throne. Steph has been the best guard in this league for who knows how many years. But he is working. He knows that this Grizzlies team is dangerous. And he's trying to set the tone for his team also. Well, now they have Clay Thompson back. They're also trying to reintegrate him. But midway through the fourth, the Grizzlies up by one now. So this game just kept flip-flopping. They kept flip-flopping. And that's what I'm talking about. John Morant is very unique. When he can get others involved, great for themselves in the half court or in transition. But you know what the Warriors got. They got Clay. Not himself yet, obviously, but Clay is still Clay. Well, he finished with 14 points, but under a minute left to go. We saw Ja, the closer, Morant on full display. Just absolute dagger after dagger. You saw the first one there and then another one here. You got to keep the pressure on the Warriors because they have that three-point onslaught they can hit you with at any point in time. But when he's dropping daggers, there's not much that anybody can do. Well, and then he's going to let the crowd hear it. So the Grizzlies, they get the win. Here's Ja Morant after the game. Stop playing with us, man. Put some respect on our name. On the window, left hand layup is good and one. You know, we one of the best teams in the league. You know, that's number one. And number two, I feel like we're showing you know, how deep our roster is. We know what we expect of each other, and this is kind of what we expect. On to the next one, but that attitude is the whole reason for this. They're a good team. I mean, top four in the West. Possible playoff matchup down the road, and we do not take them lightly. How close are you getting to thinking you're getting the respect you just can't deserve? I bet you we got it now. I bet you we got it now. All right, so let's go inside the Grizzlies' 10-game win streak starting 
Seven of those wins coming against teams that are 500 or better. So Jaw has averaged almost 28 a game and is, is the youngest player in NBA history to average at least 25 in a 10-game win streak. And the Grizzlies, they have been dominant on the interior with an NBA-best 62 paint points per game during the streak. And then during the Grizzlies' 10-game winning streak, John Morant is averaging 28 points per game. So we have to start the conversation with Mr. Carrion himself because he's also the president of the John Morant mm-hmm. Fan Club. When you are looking at this win streak, Perk, are you looking more at what Ja has done and crediting him, or is it the Grizzlies team as a whole? I know y'all didn't, I know y'all didn't think I was about to be humble, right? What? No, Why I wasn't no, because I'm going to my Where? camera. I need a close-up. I want it all in my face, oh, all oh in my, my face. Whoa, what is hey. that, camera one? But camera two right here. Cam- here we go. What? Listen. He ain't even got the lighting. Can, can you please put them on that more national televised games? I asked y'all a month ago. Now, all of a sudden, you see Magic Johnson, and you see everybody talking about, oh, John, he's the most electrifying player out there in the league. Everybody wants to watch him. He's must-see TV. He's been that. He's been in the MVP conversation for the last month. And look, the team itself, it follows its leader. John Morant got swag. We saw what he said last week. I don't care if you 7-7. All of a sudden, we see Desmond Baines getting into it with LeBron James. Over the last month, he went toe-to-toe with LeBron James twice, smacked him up. He beat the Golden State Warriors twice, smacked him up. He was the best player on the floor against the Brooklyn Nets with uh, James Harden and Kevin Durant. I don't know what else I got to say. Look, Malika. RJ, y'all can come on to the dark side. I, come well, on to the dark side. Dark side. Oh, no, come on to the dark side. No, I just, I just remember J.J. Reddick with all the You literally those just bits. went to the dark side. There was there ain't that's, no light that was That's fine. That's fine. They, can, they still can see me. Okay, so wa- that, watch this. Watch sure. this. Watch this really quick, Perk. You can stay right here, and can we get a close-up? Oh, look at that! I got a close-up, ladies and gentlemen! What is going on? Can you see the tape behind you? Yeah, first of all, I 100% agree with Perk. Now, now, the question is more of like, is this about him or his team? The beautiful thing about great teams and really great cultures with the Memphis Grizzlies are building, they were winning a lot without Ja. That doesn't mean they're better without Ja. And then as soon as that man came back, they went on another run. Ja is their leader, but leaders can lead even when they're not playing. Leaders can be a part of the culture even when they're not playing. So I think this is a combination of Ja and his team and their culture moving in the same direction. Well, Desmond Bain, for example, we were taking a look yeah. at his numbers. Woo, him, right? Oh my God! And okay, he Bain has taken a huge jump this season. And if you listen to John Morant, he has tweeted. He has said, "I'm sure Perk has seen it because Perk sees everything that's on Twitter." He has said, "It's not just about me. No. Mm-hmm. Take a look at the entire team." Rich. Yeah, everybody is grinding and working. I don't know what he's talking about. I see Zach Lowe ready to jump in here real quick. But the thing about Bain, and when you look at without Dylan Brooks, you need that next man up mentality. Dil- Dylan Brooks has been injured. You know when. He gets back and really is locked in and gets that rhythm. He's going to be special. But Bain has been filling, I won't say filling in, but he has been stepping up in the opportunity that has been presented to him. And that just sounds like the Grizzlies themselves. Well, if Perk is the captain of the John Morant, the Grizzlies wagon here, Zach, you have to at least be a lieutenant, right? So so what do you see as the biggest uh, piece, the biggest takeaway from this streak that the Grizzlies are on? Just how adaptable they are. Steven Adams, our starting center, goes out. That's fine. We'll start Triple J at center. Slow-mo, you come back into starting lineup. 
were cool. One of those John Morant buckets at the end that you guys showed came off a pick and roll with Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones has been playing the best ball of his life in the last month, closing games with John. John Morant said, hey, you know what? You can cook a little bit. I'll be a threat off the ball. I'll get it once you swing it over to me. Jaron Jackson Jr. got in a little foul trouble last night, but him and Brandon Clark, for the second time in a week against a high-powered small ball offense, first it was the Lakers with Braun at center, last night it's the Warriors going super small, they proved, hey, we're big guys, that's cool, we can stay on the court with you, we can block your shots at the rim, we can switch, we can hang on defense and punish you on offense and punish you on the glass. Go small all you want. We're big and we're skilled. And Morant is the superstar who drives everything. But this team is deep and they're just super adaptable. Who comes in? Who goes out? They don't care. They're going to win and they're going to talk trash in your face. They are the best story in the NBA right now. Underestimate oh, the Grizzlies. <laughs> Underestimate the Grizzlies at your peril, though, Perk. Uh, Zach, I, please don't go anywhere because I have much more for you later on in the show. But I don't want to let much time go by without talking about Clay Thompson because he played in his mm -hmm. second game of the season, 14 points on 5 of 13 shooting. So thoughts on Clay's first road game, Richard? Uh, look, look, I, I know... He's got four more months left to go in this regular season. So everything to me is just a tune-up. Klay Thompson is a guy that you know he can break any NBA record, especially if it involves shooting or scoring. But for him, they want to win championships. Klay's like, oh, wait till I get back. Klay's not talking about, oh, in the regular season. He believes that once they get back, he gets his legs underneath them. He's got a couple of months to get hit, get some bumps and bruises. Then he will be playing his best basketball. So I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's in the road game. But I'm not judging his number stats until they get to the post. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It don't matter about make or miss shots with him. To me, he looks healthy. Yes. He looks healthy. The way that he's attacking the basket, the way that he's moving on the defensive end, his lateral movement. And you already know, I mean, you know, I was a lot different coming off of injury. It took me a while. But for us with Clay being able to come back and keep up with the NBA pace, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The way that the NBA pace is, getting up and down the floor, he doesn't look out of shape. He still looks in great rhythm. And I, it, I mean, the flow is there. So, I mean, it's going to take a little time for him to get his shot, you know, where he's putting up them historical numbers. But, you know, he's right there. Figure out his shot, figure out the rotation, trying to kind of move all of these things around Clay Thompson and presumably James, James Wiseman if and when he comes back. So these are going to be two fun we teams know you to continue watch. to watch. I am. So Memphis is off tonight, but they have a home back-to-back -to -back tomorrow versus Minnesota and then Friday against Dallas, which you can see right here on ESPN. But during their franchise best streak, the Grizzlies' 10-game winning streak, John Morant is averaging 28 points per game. So we have to take a look at what he does. I mean, look, it's incredible. It's impressive. So the Sixers... We need to stick in the East. They have won seven games straight behind Joel Embiid, who has just been on absolute fire. And then we also have to take a look at the Mavs. They've won six straight games. So we have a lot of streaks that are alive and well in the NBA right now. We're mentioning streaks. We're talking about streaks. We mentioned the 76ers. We're now joined by senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. And Woj, since we mentioned the Sixers and the winning streak they're on, we can't talk about the Sixers without also checking in on Ben Simmons. So what's the latest there? Maliki, you talked to some teams who've continued to be engaged with the Sixers on uh, Ben Simmons over the months. They'll tell you that Philly's asking price has even gotten steeper. <laughs> that there would be a thought that 
you know, as you got closer to the deadline, they start to come back down to earth of what they're asking for. That's not been the case. And so I think it's showing that Philadelphia remains, you know, determined to try to get, you know, a difference maker back for him. You know, listen, they would love to have Jalen Brown from the Celtics. Boston has made it clear to Philly. You know, I think the other teams around the league who've called, they are not splitting up Jason Tatum uh, and uh, Jalen Brown. Right. Uh, so Boston's packages of Marcus Smart and some of those, any year of your pick of young players in Boston, that's not getting it done for a player of Ben Simmons' caliber. And listen, Philly's going, I, I really believe they're willing to take this to the NBA draft into the summer. We still have a month till the trade deadline, but I think they're feeling, and I think what you still have in Philly is alignment with ownership, uh, with management, that if we can't get back a team here or the pieces that allow us to be a championship contender, there's no point in doing it. And so if we're going to eventually give in on a deal we don't love, we're not doing it now. They seem willing to wait, and we will wait with them, and you will be all over it, Woj. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you stopping by NBA Today. We still have so much to come on today's jam-packed edition of NBA Today. So our Jamal Collier, he sat down with Bulls star DeMar DeRozan. So find out what the MVP candidate had to say on his rebirth in Chicago. And speaking of Chi-Town, they take on Brooklyn's big three tonight in a mega star matchup. So who does our panel think is the single most important player in that showdown? Plus... I thought it was Robin Lopez that usually gets into it with mascots. Not last night. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back to NBA Today. How about the Bulls? So last night, they utterly dismantled the Pistons to the tune of 133 to 87. That was the final score. That is not a misprint. So Vooch led the way with 22 points. DeMar right behind him with a cool 20. But eight, yes, eight. Eight players got to double figures in this one for Chicago. Just a casual 46-point margin of victory. So I think Perk would say that's a time to carry the hell on. I think he would say that. DeMar DeRozan, though, he has reinvigorated the Chicago Bulls this season. And as he told me last week on this show, he isn't going to sell this team short. He said this team, quote, feels like they can play against anyone. And the goal is to compete for a championship. But for DeMar... The path, it hasn't been easy to get here. It included thorns of depression, of loss, and the betrayal of a trade. So our Jamal Collier has more. Got some breaking news coming in. The Bulls beef up a dangerous starting lineup. DeRozan is special. We don't appreciate him enough. With a late career renaissance at age 32, DeMar DeRozan is better than ever. DeRozan got it again! Another big shot in the fourth quarter from DeMar DeRozan. You cannot deny me on that basketball court, no matter who you are. DeRozan leads Eastern Conference guards in all-star voting and has asserted himself into the MVP conversation as the Bulls have gone from early season surprise to setting their sights on title contention. People saying I was washed for the last few years. That's my motivation. For DeRozan, 
It's a second chance on a team that feels like a perfect fit. Thank God we got DeMar Rosen on our team. <laughs> he's made leaps as a player, even if he's still the same mid-range scorer that you remember. Here's DeRozan, quick trigger mid-range. She can take over games. I like that. When he made his first Eastern Conference Finals with Toronto in 2016, Rosen thought this might be a regular occurrence. It's official now. It's the greatest season in Raptors history. <laughs> now, he marvels at all that's happened since. The early playoff exits. So for the first straight year, Toronto eliminated from the first season by the Cavaliers. A trade to San Antonio he never wanted. I felt like I wasn't treated with what I sacrificed for nine years. Off the court, he's dealt with the death of his friends. Nipsey Hussle, Kobe Bryant, and his father, Frank, who passed away last February after battling several long-term illnesses. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I try to clear my mind as best I can. Just getting out there, being with those guys, being in front of the fans. DeMar DeRozan seems to be in a great place. Now it's all come back around. And DeRozan has his best chance at a championship in years. DeRozan to win it! DeRozan spins far quarter for the win. Got it again! DeMar DeRozan, I love you! But after all he's been through, DeMar admits the feeling is still bittersweet. But as DeMar says, you have to take a hard route just to get back to the clear path. DeRozan and the Bulls are back in action tonight on ESPN against a Nets team they've handled thus far this season. So Chicago is 2-0 against Brooklyn while holding the Nets to 101 points per game. So Brooklyn's fewest versus any opponent faced multiple times. And DeRozan has starred with 28.5 points per game versus the Nets on some efficient shooting. So this is a star-studded matchup, no doubt. The Bulls core, DeMar, Zach, Vooch, Lonzo taking on the Nets' big three for just their second time for the Nets together this season. That's assuming that nobody rests. So, Mr. Lowe, starting with you, the most important player in tonight's monster Eastern Conference clash is... James Harden, assuming nobody rests. To me, James Harden has been the bellwether of the Nets season. When he looks like peak James Harden, and it seems like he always does for two or three games, oh, James Harden's back. They're really hard to beat and impossible to stop. When he looks like, eh, James Harden, like 15 points, eight assists, doesn't get to the line, they're a mortal team. They're a mortal offense. So I'll go with James Harden. If he doesn't play, I'll go with DeRozan because the Nets switch a lot, and he can feast one-on-one -on -one against those switches. But I'm going Harden. Richard? 
Me? Okay. I'm going to go with Kyrie because right now the Brooklyn Nets, they're 0-8 versus the top teams in this league, and they have not been winning a lot of close – or they haven't been close either. And the one thing that everyone pointed to was that, oh, well, no Kyrie, no this. Well, here you got it. You got the big three versus the top team in the conference, and you're on the road, which is really the only place that you're going to be able to see Kyrie thus far. So if we're going to start talking about can they win a championship with him only playing half the games on the road, well – randomly in the postseason, this would be a must win for the Brooklyn right. Nets. So mm. I think Kyrie is the most important person in this game, even though he's not 100% himself yet. It might be a must win anyway if they're already in an 0-2 hole for the season against mm. them, Perk. Yeah, it, it is. But I, I lost my train of thought because I, I know I got to go Google the word. What was it? Bellwether that Zach used? <laughs> yeah. I got to go Google it. That was too strong for me. But look, I think when you look at the Brooklyn Nets offensive firepower match with uh, DeMar DeRozan, you know, Levine, even Kobe White, Alonzo Ball at times, they cancel each other out. To me, the guy that's going to, you know, move the needle for both squads and have a good game tonight, I'm looking at, at uh, Big Vucevic. And the reason being is because he opened up things for everybody else. He's also been playing at a high level. I know that he's not averaging 20 points, but it's too many nights that we're seeing 20 and 18 and 14. And he's protecting the rim and he's mixing it up now where he used to always want to stretch the floor. But now he's actually embracing the role of being the center position, not just offensively, on the defensive end. He's finally sliding those puppies. He's going verticality at the basket. He's blocking shots. He's rebounding. I like Big Vucevic to be the, uh, you know, the unsung hero tonight. Well, and that could be a little bit of a miss match there depending on how the nets go nicholas claxton that's a tall task for him lamarcus aldridge okay maybe that that would be a more even matchup could we see blake griffin even though he hasn't been necessarily a regular part of their rotation all season long it's going to be fun i'm going to be tuning in for this game we have so much more to come on nba today though denver how many point lead last night to los angeles (laughs) coach michael malone he was not too pleased after the game. And speaking of things getting a little bit tense, some surprising beef surfaced last night. So hide your kids, hide your mascots. This is no joke. Plus, Luca and the Mavs have the sleeping giant. Has it awoken? The Mavs versus the Knicks tonight, diving into all things Doncic, Randall, and more. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. 
so we are in LA, but let's go coast to coast around the league, and we need mm -hmm. to start in Washington. Why? I wore leather pants today, but Kyle Kuzma took it to a whole nother level. Oh, are you rocking this? Oh. Are you rocking this big park? Absolutely. First of all, I'm not in shape to uh, rock something like oh, that. I got to rock that. Gotta, I'm in baggy clothes stages right now, and it's okay. But look, he can rock whatever the hell he want to rock the way he's playing right now. Well, I mean, can we get an extra large for you, though? Because you said you'd rock it, so I have got to see that. But you're right. He's been balling on the court, too. He's been dropping at least 20 points for a career high eight straight game after scoring 29 in this one. So Kuzma is averaging 26.6 points and 11.3 rebounds per game during this run. So is he your most improved player, Perk? He's in the conversation. You can do what you want gonna, when you pop it. No, but you're not going to keep tricking me into this. But I'll tell you what, he is balling. He's definitely in the conversation right now. All right, well, Kuzma's okay. former Lakers teammate then, we got to talk about him too, because Brandon Ingram, he hit the game-winning three with three-tenths of a second to beat the Timberwolves. Oh. He went for 33 on a night and made six threes. So, RJ, are the Pelicans, they are game and a half out of the play-in right now. Can they make it? It's the play-in. You got 30 games left. If I say no to this, that's a level of disrespect. That is sad, but I think that they can, but they need to get healthy. That's all there is. Well, and they need Brandon Ingram to continue they to play it. like that. And, you know, Zion, too. All right, so the Clippers, they came back from down 25 points to beat the Nuggets, their Ooh. NBA best fifth 25-point comeback in the last four seasons. That's including the playoffs. Here's Nuggets coach Michael Malone on the team's blown lead. Yeah, Michael, you said the loss is on you or you'll take responsibility for it, but, but what is the frustration level from the guys in the locker room? Uh, I don't know. You got to talk to those guys, you know. Um, you know, losses like this can keep me awake for weeks. You know, I think today's NBA player, you know, they're worrying about where they're going out tonight or, you know, what's going to happen. But, you know, um, I can't I can't speak to that. You know, I, I wasn't in there hanging out with them after I spoke to them briefly. I was also at that game, but mm -hmm. I didn't go out afterwards because it's me and I don't do that. So, Perk, what? Do you always say about current players? They're too sensitive. Right, so are you on the same page as Michael Malone here? I, I'm kind of straddling the fence for the simple fact that I haven't really heard Michael Malone take accountability for a lot of things he has done as well. Like, I watched the game last night. He didn't make any in-game adjustments. He didn't put Jokic in position to be successful. He saw Ty Lue switch up his defense. He didn't do nothing either to put those guys in position. So, at the end of the day, I understand the players have to play. But at some point, Michael Ballone has yet to come on air and say, you know what, I got to take accountability. And another thing, going at Jokic, he, I've been watching him lately, and his body language stinks. When things start going wrong, you see him dropping his head. You see him pouting. I saw him throw a pass out of the double team yesterday. It was a horrible pass, by the way. He dropped his head. He jogged up the court frowning. Like, Michael Malone and Jokic, y'all are the leaders of this team. At some point, y'all got to be held accountable, too, for what's going on in Denver. Well, at the very beginning, though, of what he said, he said part of that's on me. Michael Malone did say that, right? Yeah, but this, but this is, it. okay, let's give you a little insight of coaches' talk. I'm going to say, oh, I'll take that loss, I'll take that loss, and then go on to berate your players. And, and like, you know, that's common. And, look, Mike Malone has done a very good job, you it's know, Michael. with the, Mike, Michael Malone has done a very good job with, with, 
you know, the way he has developed his team. That being said, they are shorthanded. So you Barry. can have swings both ways. And I know that the Clippers didn't have that. But to take a shot at your team, that's his job because he's got to run his locker room. So I have no problem with him saying that. But I do find it a little, I find it a little bit, you know, different when coaches like to say, oh, I'll take this one, I'll take this one. Because they only truly do it when it's based off their player performance. Because yep. they don't want to just go in there and kill their players when the players should get killed. You were up by 25. Don't talk to me about coaches' adjustments. The plan was working great when we were up by 25. The players most likely did not complete the plan the way it should have been. They got a little lazadaisical, and then that's where you get that press conference. Yeah, but but I can understand if this was our first roller coaster with Michael Malone, Malika, and RJ, but I mean, this is not his first time calling out his team. Like, I can understand a coach doing it once or twice throughout the year, but he's, do he's done it on multiple but occasions. But isn't that's that the that's pepper? That's, that's the pepper. Yeah, but you could lose a locker room like that as well. well but that's his, that's his, that is it his risk. That, that, is, that is his risk right now. Yeah, that's the part oh, that okay. I respect. Okay, he cool. believes that he has such a, a, a tight-knit group and a control on that locker room and, and support from the top on down that he can pretty much say whatever he wants about his players, okay. and they have to step up and answer okay. the call. Okay. That, that, that's they'll, be in, they'll be in the play in. Well, and they are they are shorthanded. That is true. I oh, did. Very. They're very shorthanded. But I was going to say a silver lining because you know I'm going to give that to you, Perk. I was at this game and beforehand I watched Jamal Murray come out to the court and he worked out for a solid 20 minutes. And at first, the first 10 minutes were flat-footed shooting. And so I was thinking to myself, okay, is this where he's at? Is this all he can do? No. By the end, he was doing a full lateral work. It was really interesting to watch. He is a coming. And you know who else they're missing? Michael Porter Jr. He was also out on the court doing a shorter workout than Jamal Murray was, but he was still out there traveling with the team it seems like they're still together a little bit a little bit but i do want to help you guys out i'm gonna i'm gonna do you guys a favor what's the favor what's well, the favor? you said your best subject was what in school oh it was not so, english so. <laughs> well, it was it was definition it's a bellwether oh oh wait oh, oh, i got you perk. i got you look it is a personal <laughs> thing that shows the existence of a direction or trend. I'm not a very good Vanna White. And then a personal thing that assumes a leadership or forefront as a profession or industry. I still don't know what that means. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> no, I cannot. I don't know what bellwether means. How's that for a sentence? That doesn't count. See, <laughs> take a picture with it. Take a screenshot. I know social studies was your your best subject, mm -hmm. so I just I just wanted to make sure. There we go. Still to come on NBA Today, we've been teasing it all show. Why Devin Booker tried to boot out the Raptors only fan in attendance their mascot <laughs> that story shortly on NBA Today was he not vaccinated was he doing you're watching NBA Today live from Los Angeles Welcome back to NBA Today. So Tuesday was fight night across the league, but it's not in the way that you This is think. amazing. So let's get to it. John Morant, he finished off his 29-point night against Ew. the Grizzlies with a tough layup. Oh. And afterwards, a young fan tried to give him a high five. But John wasn't having You're wearing the wrong jersey. I love it. You're wearing the wrong jersey. Setting the tone. You're wearing the wrong jersey. This is what he said after the game. Disrespectful. <laughs> the jersey on. You no mercy for the little kid. Nah. <laughs> we in Memphis. <laughs> it looked like he wanted to cheer, but he had that jersey on. <laughs> I apologize to him, but in that moment, bro, take the jersey off and then dap me up. <laughs>
you nah, expect him no, back? And you want him back in a Grizzlies jersey next to my yeah, next for time? Sure. Yeah. Uh, somebody find you know his information. You know, I sent him one myself. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better with the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country. There's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Not even the children were spared, but not, was that even the best beef? Not even night? close. Okay, so let's not get to the best Toronto one. because the Suns, Kevin Booker, visiting Toronto. Now remember, there's no fans at the game, but the Raptors mascot. Look <laughs> at the mascot! I love this. That is the most enormous mascot I've ever seen. I don't even think Robin Lopez. That's for like a halftime show. Look at Jay Crowder's like, yo, what am I supposed to do? First of all, Jay, you're, there's supposed to be 23,000 people in there. So there's six seconds left, and Devin Booker's at the line here. All right, makes the first one. But look, he's waving at something. Like, what's going on over here? He, he's I don't at, like he, it. Get out of here. But see, this is what I don't like. In the NBA, you should not allow this because they don't have a home court advantage. No one's complaining that 23,000 fans are banging things together when you're shooting free throws in Phoenix. You can't be upset that the one person's allowed to be in the building as a mascot. But isn't it worse to have just one distracting no, it, fan? It doesn't have matter. A you're a scene? professional. He made the free right, throw. All right. You're a professional after the game. It's, it's he hilarious. made the free throw. Yeah. But you had issues with the blow-up, blow-up doll. Um, no, I wouldn't have blow up when it was the other one, the live one. Yes. We hashed it out. We cool now, though. They hashed it out. Who's that, the cool now. Just, just, just to recap, to recap, what we just saw in a nutshell was book against the mascot and jaw versus a little kid. So this is scary times in the NBA, apparently. Mm-hmm. So I want to start with Zach Lowe. Let's bring in our senior NBA writer here. The better beef for you last night was? I'm a little worried that Devin Booker has unleashed forces that he does not understand. Yes. The Raptor... The Raptor is by himself in an empty arena, the saddest mascot in all of pro sports during a pandemic, (laughs) and you shoo him away to the corner. Look, I'm telling you right now, Devin Booker, the mascot community is tight-knit. You do not want to alienate them. You want to be in a playoff series in Utah against the Jazz? Jazz Bear is going to be sneaking into your hotel room (laughs) at 3 in the morning, waking you up. Or poisoning your food. Suck the condor. You get yeah, the Yeah, that is the scariest the mascot in, in the NBA. He's not gonna. Ooh. He's not gonna forget. Devin Booker, you unleash forces, man. You don't even know what's going on. If, oh my. If oh my Chuck Lord. the condor. If I woke up and I saw Chuck the condor staring me down. You'd have bigger issues than, <laughs> than just that. Let's just first. Stop. If that's what you're waking up and seeing, we gotta have a long talk. Well, yeah, we should probably have a long talk. Yeah. Richard, which one for the beef for you? Uh, it's definitely the Devin Booker thing, and it's because, one, it's funny. One, look, I understand, hey, a fan, don't go into that arena and then try and dap up uh, uh, the wrong player wearing the wrong jersey. Now, to the Devin Booker thing, I get it, and you should take any advantage you can. I think if I was the NBA, I would like, hey, look, that fan can do whatever they want. The Toronto Raptors are allowed to have a home court advantage, and if it's one person standing there and doing that, there is no issue. There's no issue, so I like that one. Is there a person inside the blow-up Raptor? Yes. 
Oh, who is it? Is it the same? It's Richard. Yes. <laughs> it was Richard. It was Richard. Right. I'm, I'm, going, with, I'm going with John Morant because I, I'm, I'm looking at it a little deeper. I think John Morant, everything he does has an agenda behind it in a great way. And it, it's nothing personal towards the kids. But I think he's sending a message to Memphis. Like, look, you know how some, some arenas like the Rockets, right? Some teams, they only have a, a packed out house when the Lakers come in town. Well, John Moran is saying, I don't care who's in town. You better be wearing Memphis Grizzlies gear. This wasn't a I'm shot. I'm with at it. The, I'm with it. Yeah, this is what I like. Yeah, oh. like, no, this is this is my house. Mm-hmm. Not Steph Curry's, not Clay's, not Steve Kerr. This John Moran crib. Well, and he let it be known, and then he doubled down and tripled down on Twitter afterwards. That, with the Raptors video, that that was the most fantastic thing that I saw last night. It was absolutely incredible, and what makes it even better is I got to rob it from Richard's segment, That's Rich, but I'm told that you still somehow have enough fresh material for a new installment. I hope it ain't the same material. That's, yeah, that. damn right we do. That's what we do. <laughs> that Rich. Look, look, that, listen. Look. Rich, listen, you ready? No. You ready? No. Let's go. Come on now. Where, where, where's, where's the camera? Are we, are we going? Come on, man. Come on. Look. Why now. do you have money hanging out your jacket? Oh, it's no worries. We'll have to get to that later. Now, look. As a member of the High Council, I want to make sure that you understand that when you make mistakes, you can end up on this. All right? Roll the tape. These are some of the best things that you will ever see. Watch all of these individuals go rogue. You want to see a rogue guy? Watch this. Go ahead. Let's show him. Roll the tape. What's his name? I don't even know what his name is. You know why? Look at that. Look at that dunk. You you can't play this game. We're going to show it again. How many times? Now, and the game had just started. The score was like six to eight. So it wasn't like he was fatigued. He wasn't fatigued. That's it. Don't go rogue, ladies and gentlemen. Keep so keep with me here. There's a theme. And look, even the greatness, even the greatness of these two future Hall of Famers. Watch this video. You want to see the best transition break you've ever seen? Oh, no, I'm going to fall down. Oh, I'm going to take off. No, I'm not. This is literally. Look, even Frank Vogel is just like, who are these two guys? I don't know what we can do. Bron kicks it. First of all, that should have been a violation. Then he trips and falls because he's 900 years old. Russell's got hands the size of Malika, so he couldn't hold on to it. It's a complete problem. And then Hassan Whiteside, the ultimate rogue. We, this is why you don't go rogue. This is when, when you join the rogue crew. Look at him. He's apologizing, talking to his teammates, blowing his hands. The game is still going on. What on earth is that? This is why you don't follow people like Che, because this is what you get. You get this, look at this, and then it's a dunk, and it's over. That's all it is. This this is what you get. What what, what do you you want a guy to do right here? Now, I know you laughing and giggling. I know you laughing and giggling, (laughs) but then we got another one. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. Watch what our guy does. He takes nine steps. Nine steps. Look at all these guys. They talking about they don't want rules. They don't want rules. I did this before. You did this before? No, you didn't. There's no way. There's no way you took nine steps. You did this before. Oh, you did it before? Yes, we got it. I know you had. We got this. Look at this. I know you had. This is what you did. Look at this. He's taking 900 steps. This is what happens when you have no rules. Things like this go on. This is not how we want to live our life. There must be there must be order. There must Uh-oh. be order. First of all, excuse me. Let me see your hand. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Sorry about that. That's pretty that's fair. But look, all I want to say is here, as a high council member, you must have yeah. order. You can't have any nonsense. You can't l- l- even hey, even these see, shoes. You see these? Look you at these shoes. Can I say something real quick? What? In your segment. Look. 
The Lakers should find Russell Westbrook every time he tries to shoot that bank shot. Take it out your river. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, yeah. look, there's more to come on NBA Today. Julius Randle has given the Knicks fans a thumbs down, but I'm giving Luka Doncic a big thumbs up for the Mavs win streak. We break down that matchup next. You're watching NBA Today, live from Los Angeles. It's not easy being a Knicks fan, but it's not easy being a Knicks player either. Every player has been booed, but he got a right to throw it back at you. So When he throw it back at you, don't get sensitive, because if I got to apologize, then I use the wrong finger. Where do you want this to go right now? I've already addressed it. The only thing Julius Randle did wrong was not use the correct digit. So the expectations, they've changed for Julius Randle in the Knicks, but the team is 20 and 21 through 41 games after going 20 and 21 through 41 games last season as well. So the Knicks, their offense has been about the same too, ranking 23rd at just over 108 points per possession, both years. The Knicks are back at it tonight. They're hosting the Mavs at 7.30 Eastern right here on ESPN. So let's bring in NBA writer Tim Bontemps, who has been entrenched with the Knicks over the last couple of weeks. Tim, from the outside looking in, Randall versus the Knicks fans, it's been kind of fun to talk about, but what's going on behind the scenes with Randall and the team? Well, Malika, like you said, this has been a huge story here in New York, where, as you know, the relationship between the fans and the Knicks is a very passionate one, right? And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. And right now it's not very good, specifically for Julius Randle and the Knicks. You go back to, Sunday, to Monday night, the Knicks played the Spurs. Julius Randle had two points, his lowest point total as a Knick. He gets booed off the court at the end of the fourth quarter in what was a blowout win for New York over the Spurs. And as you guys saw coming into this, Julius Randle talked yesterday to the media. I was there for that. And he clearly is still not happy with the situation in New York right now. And if you go back to last year, as you showed in that graphic, the Knicks have the same record as they did last year. The difference was Julius Randle was shooting 10 points better from three-point range and was on his way to making the All-Star team and being an All-NBA level player. And this year, he is not playing at nearly that kind of level, and the fans here have come to expect that. And so they're asking for more from him, and he is clearly frustrated both with his own play and with the reception he's getting from the fans. And it's going to be very interesting to see tonight against a streaking Mavericks team with Luka Doncic coming in here at MSG if he can get things going and what the reception will be because, you know, this is something that's not going to go away in one day or in one game. It's probably going to take a little while and at some point Julius is going to have to try to turn things around with his relationship with the fans. Absolutely. The bar has been set and we know Knicks fans, they got a taste of it last year and they just want a little bit more. Tim Bontemps, thank you so much for joining us. I do want to come back with Perk and Richard though because we mentioned it earlier in the show, the Knicks opponent tonight mm -hmm. is the Dallas Mavericks and Tim Bontemps just said it they have won six straight so Richard what's been the key to this resurgence we're seeing well obviously Luka Doncic has been playing outstanding they've been doing a lot of things by committee but you know the the Dallas Mavericks are one of those teams they haven't been out of the first round since they since they got Luka and you're waiting for them to kind of make this jump you're making for Luka to go from you know Mr. Lovable everything from the moment he showed up into this league into one of the baddest most consistent players in this league but right now he's been playing well doing all the things that you need from him but it's really just been their team has been playing well well I think it's more so the next man up mentality because Luca has been out mm -hmm. Przingis has been out but you have guys like Powell and and uh Maxi Kleber and and uh Bronson killing can can I finish uh, that's been killing this stepping up and on top of that you know shout out to Jay Kidd because I see a Ooh. team Jay Kidd. Oh. I see a team that has been 
coming together on the defensive side of things, you know, on their defensive side of things, rotating, helping the helper, doing all the little things that matter. And they're playing with such joy, whether you're in the starting lineup or not. I watched Tim Hardaway Jr. start for a few games, go to the bench. He still comes in with the right mindset. That speaks of togetherness. Well, and we'll see if the Maps are going to be able to extend that streak to seven games. We talked about it. It is almost time to watch it. The Mavs, the Knicks. 7.30 Eastern, followed by the Nets versus the Bulls. Kyrie Irving will be playing in his third game for the season. So for more on Brooklyn's Big Three, Kirk Goldsberry takes us off the charts. Kevin Durant and the Nets remain the Vegas favorites to win the NBA title, but do they deserve to be? I do feel that way. Okay. The team has now lost six of its last ten games. A crusher for Brooklyn. And there are two significant reasons to doubt Brooklyn's future. It starts with First, the Nets' big three has been closer to a big one or two. James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving have only been on the court together for 17 minutes this season. It's not an ideal situation. That's a problem because when all three players have shared the floor since last year, the Nets have scored almost 130 points per 100 possessions, a mark that would be by far the best in the NBA in that time. That's nice. Without that chemistry, well, this team simply isn't playing well. They have the seventh best record in the East since December 1st, while their offense ranks 13th best and their defense ranks 18th. We're gonna get our ass kicked if we don't approach the game in a proper way. One big issue is that their signature skill, shooting the ball, has fallen off of a cliff. Last year, the Nets were the best shooting team in the league. They ranked second in three-point percentage and seventh in threes per game. But since December 1st, they ranked 29th and 30th in those same categories. These recent metrics don't scream championship. They scream an early exit, especially in the context of a suddenly stacked Eastern Conference. What's the vibe? Unless the Nets can come together and start making shots in the second half of this season, it may be another disappointing spring in Brooklyn. Yeah. Despite some of these recent struggles, the Nets are still title favorites at plus 260. That's according to Caesars. Lakers are still on the chart. And they're followed by the Warriors, <laughs> the Suns, and the Bucks. And Brooklyn's opponent tonight, Chicago, is in to the top 10 at 25 to 1 at the title. So, LeBron James coming up on NBA Today. He's channeling his inner Tom Brady. We'll tell you why. How is Memphis not on? Oh, where? Our January sports calendar rolls on on Sunday with the Spanish Super Cup final and the start of the Australian Open next week. We'll have the first ever Monday night wildcard playoff game between the Cardinals and the Rams. UFC 270 is Saturday the 22nd, so a little bit of everything this month on ESPN, ESPN2, ABC, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN+. Super Bowl 55 will be underway. Pass to Gronkowski. He's going to score a touchdown. Rob Gronkowski. Bucks win. Bucks win the Super Bowl. What made it beautiful for the Bucks? Once they came together, they came together. You know, starting off slow and having new guys on the team, new system, guys trying to figure out how to play with LeBron and AD, and then now incorporating the rest. What better team and better situation to compare it to than what the Bucks did last year? 
<laughs> so you heard Mello, and I know you were both football fans. So mm -hmm. former LeBron James teammates, they're Lakers, this year's Tampa Bay Bucks, meaning can the Bucks and the Lakers, do they have that in common? Can they both turn it on late, Richard? Well, look, I'm not going to question guys like LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony. I, I look at the Nets last year. They were a terrible defensive team. They had one of the best offenses in league history. But come the postseason, they were able to kind of rev it up and start playing higher level defense. And veterans have the ability to do that. That being said, one thing that the Lakers taught us last year is you do not want to be a low Don't seed. Don't wait too long. Don't wait too long. And all of a sudden, these teams that have all the confidence, all the swagger, and it was a young, inexperienced team that took them out in Phoenix. So... You know, say what you want. They have to get better at being themselves, and I don't know who they – I don't know if they know who they are quite yet. The Lakers. The Lakers. Well, I'm not putting any stock on the Lakers right now. I mean, this entire season they haven't beaten – I think they only beat two teams that had a record above 500. But I'm not going against Tom Brady. Last year I did something with along the lines of – with uh, my we guy Teddy. We don't care Teddy. about Tom Brady. We're asking about the reference. Relax. Relax. I'm, I'm diving into what I need to dive in, okay? Okay. Not today. Okay. All, right. All right. I don't believe in the Lakers right now. Thank you. <laughs> so that, that's the end of the that announcement. Was, that was, that I don't was, believe in the Lakers right in. now. Well, they, they play Sacramento. Do you believe in them against the Kings tonight? Yeah, but Malika, that's not their goal. Like, you know what I mean? We can't just keep saying, oh, okay, they're turning the page and they're beating a the team that's 10 games below 500. Like, Again, what are their expectations? But don't you have to just beat the team that is in front of you to try to get a little bit of No, but at some point here? you just got to show us that you can actually beat a team that's in the same caliber of the conversation as you as well. So at the end of the day, yes, they're going to beat the Sacramento Kings tonight? I'm not bidding my money on What are they playing at? In Sacramento. Uh, I just smell like this chocolate one. cake this early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> You smell like chicken wings and chocolate cake already. Well, the mascots, they might not be there. So you can see what's going on. You can't have chocolate cake oh, Jeez, what's going on here, man? Yeah. I, I get next to him all of a sudden he starts smelling like a baker. Well, who invited you to sit back yeah, You got donuts in your pocket over here? What's I over here? Social distance. What's over here? Coming up next. Yeah. What's going on right dog? here on NBA Today? Oh, long live the council. <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.